we're glad you're here. We know we have a lot of folks who come today and for this particular service, and we, we, we're grateful that you come. Uh, I'm going to try to do my best not to look at my wife. <laughs> anyway, maybe you ought to speak on this. And here's this. Uh, let, me, let me just uh, let me do this first. Thanks. Nice. Oh, good. I have a message. <laughs> kind of worried me for a bit. I thought, man, where's that message at? No. But I just want to tell you thank you. We're, we're so very grateful and thankful for what has gone on. We're, uh, yesterday was a really a, a treat. Uh, not The thing about being involved with Sunshine, uh, you that are guests, uh, one of the things you may not be aware of is Sunshine is a very gracious, kind, and, and loving church. And uh, we've been the we've benefited from that, and we're thankful for that. But uh, and so I just want to let you know I'm grateful and thankful. But we've come here uh, for something a little bit different today, and uh, a privilege really to be a part of this. And uh, and where we any message, if you've been to church very long, uh, you'll find no matter how good the speaker may be, it's hard to remember everything they're saying. You know, a lot of things distract us, and uh, you know you start counting ceiling tiles and lights and things this nature and uh, we get a little bit distracted I understand that and so what I'm trying to do you know I want to give you something when you walk out of here that you can be mindful of that kind of will penetrate your thinking and this is it right here you know that God is in control could you say it with me God is in control I mean you've got to get a hold of that I mean if there's one truth that you need and that's important for you to understand this morning because there's a lot of things happening within our society of course, within this ministry, and it'd be easy for us to say, well, these people have caused this or did that. I want to tell you this. I'm persuaded that God is in control. And if there's any particular message you might receive from us this morning, we're going to share uh, quite a few points. I mean, I'm going out with several points. I think I'm going to do it while I can. But uh, I think it's important that you, if you get a hold of that, that God is in control. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you believe that, amen, or not? You believe God is in control. Therefore, God is involved with change. And I think it's important to understand, if God's in control, then God's involved with change. Not only that, uh, and we understand, we know it happens. Every day of our life, things change for us. We know they do. And I think that we need to understand and not resist that. Now, let me give this to you. If you don't think that Sunshine Baptist Church needs to change, that you must think the church is perfect. Wouldn't, you, wouldn't that be the, the assumption? If, you know, now I know as men, our wives are perfect. And, uh, you know, I, my last Sunday, guys, I got to do this. And, uh, you know, I got a long retirement coming my way, and I want to make sure it's going to be sweet, you know. And I don't want to, why did you say that? And so, uh, as men, we know our wives are perfect. That's how we've been taught. And, uh, but as a ministry, to make a statement, to, and really I think it's a very arrogant statement, to think that we don't need to change because we're doing everything right and there's no areas of improvement, and that's not the case. I mean, we need to change. God is in control. God ordains change, and we need to change. Now, in the book of, real quick, we'll be in Acts 4, where we're going to go, but I want to give you a couple of thoughts before that because Paul kind of gives us an idea about this happening 
And you know the neat thing about the Word of God, it doesn't really matter what stage you are in your life, even what age you may be. The Word of God deals with your situation. It doesn't really matter. Male, female, child, doesn't really matter. Uh, old person, you know, it doesn't really make much difference. God's Word is relevant to our lives today. And that's why it's so important when the Scripture makes a statement, hide God's Word in your heart because it will indeed make the difference. And we find he talks about that. Look at verse 13. Real familiar. He says, brethren, I count, this is Philippians chapter 3, uh, verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. In other words, what he's saying here is that I don't have it all together. Have you ever been around someone that gives you the feeling that you have it all together? That they never have any problems or they never have any difficulties? I mean, everything is just wonderful for them and all. Don't those folks aggravate you? You know, perfect children, you know, perfect this, perfect that. Well, Paul said, as a believer, I don't have it all together. But he goes on with that. He says this. He said, but forgetting those things which are behind. And so we see he's kind of giving us this thing. He says, this one thing I do. He said, I don't have it all together, but this one thing I do, pointing out the importance of what he's getting ready to say. He said, I, said, he said, I need to forget some things that are behind. Now, that doesn't mean that he, all of a sudden you have amnesia and you can't remember. What it means, those things behind no longer affect what's going on now and your present. And so he says it's very important to forget those things behind, but not just to do that. He says also, he says, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. And we see in what Paul is saying here, we need to be aggressively moving forward. You, you understand that? We need to be moving forward. God has things for us to do, and he wants us to move forward, forgetting those things which are behind, whether they're good or bad or whatever they may be, not allowing them to influence What's ahead of me? So what do you do? He said, I press, verse 14, I press for the mark of the prize of high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And what he's saying here is that what he's going to do, it's going to take some effort to move forward. Have you noticed that? How many, back up, how many have ever been on a diet? And I've got the king of diet is here. You know, I just had to think, when I made that statement, I forgot that the man was going to be here and all. And he's been very successful right now check in three, four years, and we'll find out. And, but right now, he's successful. He's writing things on Facebook. He's putting pictures of himself on Facebook. Really pretty, too. I really appreciate the makeup. But uh, anyway, but regardless of that, uh, you know, you've been on a diet. Have, has anyone ever been on a diet here? You know the problem with a diet is you got to work at it. I mean, you actually have to do things. You, if you're really going to do something, if you're going to accomplish your goal, whatever it may be, you, it's going to take some effort on your part. You know, I, you, you can't go by and say, I'm going from a quarter pounder to a Big Mac. It has slaw on it. It's a salad. And so, you know, you can kind of get that kind of situation. But it's taking some effort. And that's what Paul is saying here. If we're going to go forward, and I don't know about you, but I want to see Sunshine Baptist Church go forward. I want to see God do some mighty things in this place, but it won't happen just because we want it to happen. It won't happen because we all join hands and sing kumbaya or whatever and expect it to take place. It's going to take some effort. It's going to take some work. And I appreciate and know your new pastor very well and his wife. They're right up here. She has never been on the front row. She is not real happy with this. And I don't care. <laughs> I'm trying to muster up some concern. I don't care. You know, my last opportunity to kind of be joyful. And so, 
But I'm saying that this is probably one of the finest couples I know. A godly couple have a lot of ability, but they can't do it all. Now, let me encourage you. It's wonderful to be in the position he's in because everyone could come to him and tell him what to do now. You know, and tell him what he ought to do and who, he, who needs to bring here and all that kind of stuff. And you need to be patient about that and give him a time and pray for him and encourage him. It's going to be hard work on his part to get this job done that has been given to him. And if we're going to be what God wants us to be, and I know primarily I'm preaching to Dale and Cincy here trying to get them straightened out today, but primarily we'll be doing that. But our remarks, even though they'll be primarily toward them, they also involve all of us because the Bible says that all Scripture given for inspiration of God is profitable. It's all profitable. And so what I'm saying this morning, if we're going to be what we want to be, if this couple's going to be what they need to be, it's going to take some effort on their part and some effort on your part. We need to pull together to get the job done. Now, in Acts chapter 4, I don't know whether this church was meeting. I don't know particularly where they were meeting. But in Acts chapter 4, there were some, some pretty cool things that was going on. You know, I, it always, I'm a, when someone's doing something that's right, and, or successful or whatever, I'd like to go to them and find out what they're doing. I, I, I don't want to recreate the wheel. If someone has got a handle on something, I want to get a hold. I want to put my hand on the same thing. And so as we look at Acts chapter 4, the thing I want to share with you is some, some, some principles that need to be in your pastor and wife's life and need to likewise be in your life. Let me give you real quick five of them that I believe that we see here that I believe can impact our life. The first one we see in verse... 32, this place, this church, was a place of purpose. Uh, they didn't meet there by accident. Uh, they met there seeking God's power. Uh, they met there, in fact, the Lord told them to tarry in the upper room to be endued with power. And, and the reason he said that is because he had a job for them to do. You know, God has a job for this couple to do. And God has a job for this church to do. God has a niche for you to fill. God has a race for you to run. God's got some things for us to do, and I, I think it's very important this morning that we understand that how exciting it is. God's including you in his plan. Wow, amen? Man, what an exciting thing. This was a place of purpose. I mean, their, their purpose was to reach people for Jesus Christ. Their purpose was to be, a, be an army that went out and reached folks for the Lord. I don't know about you. I, I happened to be here on Friday to see these over 100 kids and young people, all these junior high kids. Junior high kids. <laughs> you know, you parents. Am I right? Junior high kids. You know how that's going to go. But to, to see all those kids here and they realize the gospel is being presented and over 15 kids trusted Christ as personal Savior. Do I have a witness? Amen? That's what we do at Sunshine. We get people saved. Folks come to church for a lot of reasons, don't they? All oh, they come because it's a social thing, uh, maybe a business thing, all kinds of reasons. But it has always been these buildings, this land, all that we have, has been for one purpose, and that's to see people saved. Can I help you with that? Jesus came to do what, guys? Seek and to save that which is lost. Help us not to lose sight of that. I mean, I, you know, I, 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 mean, I think we need to do discipleship, and I think we need to do training, and I think, you know, I, I think music is wonderful and all that kind of stuff, but the reason we do all these things is for one reason. It's because Jesus saves. I believe this place, Pastor Hardy, you ought to be a man of purpose. Your purpose ought to be to reach people for Jesus Christ. That's what the Word of God says. In fact, Acts 4.32, you there? And the multitude of them that believed, 
were of one heart and of one soul. They had one goal, and that was to reach people for Jesus Christ. Can't you imagine how exciting it must have been to go to that ministry, to realize what they were doing and to understand that the reason they were in existence was to reach folks with Christ, and it was actually happened. I've been to churches that are more like museums. We come in to impress each other, to impress who we are and how spiritual we are. I think God gets sick of that. I'm, this is my last Sunday here. You ready? And I get sick of it, too. I get sick of that stuff. You know, I get tired of that. I get weary of folks coming in and playing the game called church, just going through the motions. You know, I, I, they walk in, and I understand. They don't understand that the, the reason they're here is the purpose is to reach Christ, people for Christ, and, and they've come to help in that and to be involved with that. And, and when they do that, that's, that's where the excitement is, is to do what we were made to be to do, place the purpose. In Acts 4.31, the Bible says when they had prayed, the place was shaken. It was a place of prayer. You know, like nothing else, we need to understand the power of prayer and how God has allowed that to be in our life. And it's a tool for us that we use. When Elijah prayed, fire fell from heaven. Remember that? And when Paul and Silas prayed, there was an earthquake. And when Jesus prayed, Lazarus was risen from the dead. I mean, prayer works. I always tell folks, why live, live below your privilege? You know, the Bible is replete with with thoughts on prayer. Jeremiah says, call unto me, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Well, here recently, as we've been traveling through this road of, of what we're going to do next and what kind of job will Charlotte get? <laughs> I'm in trouble, aren't I? <laughs> I've sent a resume out. Anyway, online and so but as we've been traveling through this thing you know uh, these scriptures that we preach about I was, I was telling someone it's a whole lot easier to preach faith than it is to live it it's a whole lot easier to talk about it than to actually be a part of your life and all but but it should be a part of our life you see so we find in the scripture where he says you have not because you ask not call unto me uh, if, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, giveth all men liberally. Man, what a, what a, what a, uh, a wonderful uh, opportunity that we have when we don't understand things. And, and I've been going through some things I don't understand. And I go to God and I say, Lord, I don't understand what's happening. I don't understand what's going on here. He says, well, trust me with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. Don't try to figure out. I've got it figured out. Trust me. The scripture, there's a scripture in 1 John 5 that says this, and this is the confidence, I love that word confidence, that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. I mean, listen, God, God is saying, you know, I get around some folks and sometimes they, they, they don't have this, they don't have that, they have this, this, this problem, that problem, saying, well, have you talked to God? Cast all your care upon him because he cares for you. I believe the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And I believe the biggest sin of Sunshine Baptist Church and this pastor's wife is that, you know, you have not because you ask not. If you want God to do something, ask. He wants to do things. We need to pray. We need to go before him realizing there's power in prayer. Why in the world are we not doing it? 
And so in this church back in Acts 4, even though we don't know all that's going on there, we realize this was a church of purpose. Men, they knew where they were going. I like that. This is a church of prayer, and they were going there on their knees. They weren't ashamed to pray. When you pray, you're acknowledging, I need you. I need you. Don't be a church that falls into the prey of, we have a program, we just don't pray. You need to pray. The third thing we see in chapter 20, verse, chapter 4, verse 29, and <laughs> what's cool about this particular verse, uh, these guys are out witnessing. You know the world's not really in tune with that. Uh, they're not really in tune when you talk about sharing the gospel with them. I mean, they need the gospel, but, you know, people... This is going to be a revelation. Pastor Hardy, I, mean, I, I got to tell you. Well, you won't listen. I'll tell Cynthia. <laughs> you listening? People like sin. They just like to sin. Have you noticed that? They like that stuff. You know? Why? Because we're dealing with the old flesh here and all. And so when you tell them they're sinners, they don't like that. You know? And so you start preaching that and talking that kind of stuff. There's some folks who are not going to like it. They're not going to be happy about that. But the Bible says, and, and this is what they were doing, and they were sharing the word of God and getting it out, and folks were having a problem. Folks were saying, shut up. Shut up. Quit talking that way. And here's, I don't know about you, but I'm not real happy about being, about being threatened. You know, I want folks to love me. But, you know, you kind of you feel that way, don't you? But the reality is when that happens, that's kind of a bummer. And I'm sure they had to face that. What's cool is what they said. Look at verse uh, 29. And now, Lord, behold their threatens. Look what he said. And grant unto thy servants that these all folks will die. At the Baal version. No. That with all boldness, they may speak thy word. You get that, what's going on there? He didn't say, oh, God, let's get this prayer chain going. Oh, oh God, they're, they're, they're saying awful things about us, and so therefore, you know, we do some bad stuff to them, Lord. Protect us. He didn't say, he didn't say protect us. He said empower us. That's what he said. Don't protect us. Empower us. Help us not to, not to hide behind. Well, you know, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Well, okay, snowflake. And uh, I think sometimes we got to understand that what we do is not sometimes popular. And I think you're going to say, well, did you purposely want to be disparaging toward people? No. But you see, here's my problem, guys. It's been my problem for 21 years. I believe this Bible's true. There's a heaven and there's a hell. The Bible teaches that. You say, do you like it? About that hell thing? No, I don't. I don't like to talk about that. But it doesn't change the fact that there is. And the reason that we get the word of God, there's 15 kids that may not go there because someone gave them some pancakes. Do you have anything to eat? Sausage or like that? Just pancakes. I'm glad they stay. And uh, they just had pancakes, only we only give them, we're so cheap. <laughs> we got them pancakes. I, I, you know, they, I, they ate them like they were never nothing left. And, and that was cool, all that kind of stuff. But we gave them pancakes and then gave them what they really needed, the gospel, and 15 of them trusted Jesus. 
That's why we do this. We don't do it because we like over 100 junior hires and their folks in our facilities. We, when they come to our facilities, we look for an opportunity to preach the Word of God. That is the reason that we do the things that we do. It's important to understand that. You know, the Bible says, Paul said, by the foolishness of preaching, God has chosen to save those who believe. Paul said to Timothy, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove and rebuke. I think it's important that when you come to Sunshine Baptist Church that you have preaching that condemns sin. I think it's important that you have preaching that confronts sinners, that cleanses the saints, that challenges the service. Uh -uh. Service, I really believe that when you come to this church, Pastor Hardy ought to be preaching about Jesus and how to get saved. That's why we're here. That's the reason. It was a place of preaching. Did we see the last thing? No, sorry. Next to the last thing. Uh, Acts uh, 4.33. With great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. It was a place of power. That's kind of neat, isn't it? Place of power. Sometimes when we're not careful, we feel, we feel very powerless. We only do that because we're, we're relying on the flesh. Remember, right, Brother Yates? We do that sometimes. We, the flesh, the, have you noticed, you're a mature guy. Have you noticed the flesh fails you? It just does, doesn't it? If you start depending on the flesh, you're, you know, sometimes you've got to be careful. Like, but we're so smart. We have so much ability, so much talent. The Bible calls that filthy rags. It means nothing. It's the power of God that changes people's lives. This church in Acts 4 had the power of God in their lives. And because of that power of their life, things happened and, and things were going on. And Romans 1.16 says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And God's power, get this, guys, God's power is available today. It's available today. And it's also absolutely necessary if we're going to reach this world for Jesus Christ. We need the power of God. It's so essential. The last thing is this. This is kind of cool. I kind of like this. You look there. You're still in Acts. Look at Acts 4.24. And when they heard that, the message, they lifted up their voices to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which hath made heaven and earth and sea and all that's in them is. There was praise. You know, why is it, guys? We'll go to, we'll go to football games and we'll go to uh, basketball games, and we'll go to whatever thing, and people out there cheering and, and, and all that kind of stuff, and, you know, they get excited about, you know, what's going on, you know, and, and we come to church, and we talk about the things of God, and we sit like lumps. Well, why is it that, that we're not praising the Lord? You know, 15 people got saved. Praise the Lord. See, that's what ought to be going on. Praise God. That's we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, praising the Lord for what's going on. Uh, the psalmist said, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works. And Paul said, rejoice in the Lord forever and rejoice evermore. There needs to be purpose. There needs to be prayer. There needs to be preaching and power and praise. This is something that needs to be in this couple's life and needs to be in this church's life. You see, God is in control. What makes this church special is not, not me and my wife. It's not Pastor Dale, Miss Cincy. You know what makes this church special? Jesus Christ. That's it, guys. Now, here's the question. And we all 
said we agreed. God is in control. Here's my question. You say you believe it, right? Is he in control of your life? How do you know? How can you know? One word. Obedience. We're obedient to him. Whatever he asks us to do. You may be here this morning, you've never really trusted Christ as personal Savior. I'm not talking about what your brand of religion may be. Not, not, not concerned about that. Not concerned on whatever different works you may have done. I'm saying, do you know for sure if you die right now, heaven would be your home? If you don't, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tragedy. Because Jesus came to seek and to save us. We talked about that's the purpose. Those were lost. And this morning, if you've never trusted Christ as your personal Savior, my, my recommendation, my encouragement to you is to be obedient and say, Lord, I, I know I, if I would die right now, I don't know where I'd spend eternity, but I want to know for sure. I want to make sure that heaven would be my home. And so I encourage you uh, without question that you would, you would surrender that. Say, Lord, I just want you to come to my heart and be my personal Savior. You know, is God in control? I say, yes, he is. Well, then are you obedient in the area of salvation? How about the area of service? There's a lot of things that are going to be needed around here. And, you know, you say, I, I want to really make Pastor Hardy really nervous. I can tell you how you can do it. Volunteer. He's going to go home at night and say, Since it's something's wrong. I mean, there's too many people. They, they want to do something. They want to volunteer. You know, it, it's going to keep him busy trying to figure out how to get all these teams and uh, all these uh, this training taken care of and all. And so you need, to, you need to be obedient and service. There's so many things that need to be done. Say, well, I don't know what they are. Well, come and say, whatever needs to be done, let me do it. And I think you need to be obedient when it comes to submission. God has, has spoken and dealt with you this morning. And, you know, submitting means I'm freeing my will up to God's will. When I say God's will be done, what I'm saying is that then my will will not necessarily be done. Now, it doesn't mean that these two may not coexist because they do. It's always funny to me, we think doing God's will is totally opposite about what you want to do. I don't, I don't read that in the Bible anywhere. God has made you a certain way, and he has prepared you in a certain manner that he wants you to do a certain thing, and these things will coincide. And what we have to simply do is yield ourselves in obedience and submitting ourselves to him. Well, this is a historical thing here at Sunshine. We're making, getting ready to make a transition uh, of, uh, of a pastor. And I think that the thing we're going to do, first of all, we're going to pray. I'd like for you to bow your heads. We're going to pray. You may be here this morning, and, and you can say, maybe God is speaking to you about uh, the area of salvation, or God is speaking to you about area of service, or uh, God has dealt with you. Maybe there's some things in your life that you need to be submissive unto him. And this morning, you say, preacher, God has really dealt with my heart and my life this morning, and, and I want you to pray for me. It's, it's imperative that I don't let this thing go, that I know that you brought me here, that God brought me here for a particular purpose, and I think he brought me here to hear what I'm hearing now, and God has spoke to my heart. And so this morning, say, God is dealing with me, and there's a particular thing in my life that, that I need to take care of this morning, and, and I want you to pray for me, and, and I'll do that. I'm not, not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to come back to you. I just want to pray for you. Say, would you please pray for me? I will. Would you lift your hand all over? God is dealing with you. Thank you. Thank you. Several hands. Thank you. I'm not, not, not going to come back. not going to embarrass you. But God is speaking to you. God has dealt with you this morning. And you'd like for us to pray for you. Anyone else say, pray for me? Yes. God bless you. I will. Anybody else? Yes. God bless you. Yes. Okay. 
Now, Father, we come to you this morning. We are grateful and we are thankful for what you're doing in our lives. I am thankful and grateful for the privilege of these 21 years you've allowed Charlotte and I to, to serve here. We've been honored. It's been a privilege. It's gone by awful quick. God, we know you have something very special for this ministry as well as for us. And Father, we pray the many hands that were lifted maybe some for salvation, other areas that are going on in their life. We're so thankful, God, that may, we may not even understand. Maybe we can't even understand, but you understand what's going on. And I pray even this morning that you'll just intervene. Whatever burden they've come here with, may it be lifted. Whatever need they have, may it be taken care of. Father, we are grateful and we are thankful for that. And we just ask these things in Jesus' name. This morning, let me say a word. I know this is a little bit different service, but, you know, uh, and I've probably heard us say this before, you know, uh, God is speaking to your heart, dealing with you, and, and I want you to understand that uh, we, we would like to be a part of your life. This ministry would like that. And, uh, and we, you know, we say, well, can someone come by and see me? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes it's better even that way because we can sit and kind of talk and give you an opportunity to express whatever's on your heart and give us an opportunity to, uh, together, go to the solution, which, again, is the Word of God. And so I just challenge you that, uh, even though you come to a service like this, I challenge you, uh, the God that is speaking and working in your heart, uh, I'm thankful. You know, here's what's kind of a cool thing, guys. You don't have to leave him here. <laughs> he doesn't stay. He doesn't live in this building. If you're a believer, he lives in here doesn't live in this structure. He lives right here. And so we would like to recommend him to you. A lot of weeks have led up to this time that we are about to participate in. Over the last few weeks, we've searched for ways that how do you transition a ministry from pastor to pastor, although I, I pretty much like the way that Eric did it old to not quite as old and uh, that was profound didn't say many good things but that was a good thing there and uh, of course probably the cut but it may have helped him I don't know and uh, but uh, I think that uh, we're, we're going to do two things first we're going to we're going to uh, uh, recognize this morning as, uh, as as a as a body that we are going to participate as this ministry will transition from from Charlotte and I. Is that Christmas show up, brother? There we go. <laughs> Looks pretty, doesn't she? Yeah. There you go. Um, we've been serving the Lord uh, over 50 years together. And uh, we, of course, 21 of those years have, have been our honor and privilege to be here at Sunshine. We uh, are counted as such. Uh, we um, are thankful uh, for the privilege and honor that has been ours to serve these 21 years. I was talking to the officers this morning. God truly answered our prayer. 
21 years ago, actually 22, we had started the church in Gainesville. Uh, are you familiar with the church in Gainesville? The Greater Gator State and Hater Baptist Church? <laughs> you get that one. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> but uh, we, when we finished, that was the last church that we had the privilege of starting, and we knew we were going, uh, God was opening us through with us there and opening the door for us. We didn't know where. Uh, what we had prayed, God, wherever you uh, take us, would you see fit to uh, allow us to finish our ministry? That was 21 years ago. And uh, now, this, it's this ministry. We think, we think God's got something else for us. I don't know what it is yet. But uh, anyway, but uh, I think the thing is that uh, we believe God has done that. And Two glasses, wait. <laughs> but, uh, and for that, we give him glory. Humbled by it. Uh, I say this to the new pastor, his wife. This church is so good to us. So good to us. I realize that some, <clears throat> I realize some guys don't have that kind of testimony. It's not true here. They've been good to us. It's very good. And uh, we're grateful for that. And we, uh, as, as a couple, uh, we want you to know that uh, we are proud of you guys. Uh, we have, over 13 years, you've, you've invested your life here. And uh, we have watched you. Uh, and uh, it's been a, a privilege. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Although, I hate to say this, we've been to your house. You never fed us. <laughs> no, no. No, no. I want you to know, though, I have no bitterness in my heart about that. The Charlotte, she's a little bitter. But, uh, but we uh, would like you to come up here with us. I don't know how you, tra- I don't know how you transition. We're going to do it this way. For 21 years, guys, we've been here. Uh, for actually over 13, you've been with us. I believe that God is, is, has anointed you. Uh, to be the pastor of this church. And and Cynthia, you'll do good. Uh, I know that that uh, the days ahead for you uh, will be wonderful. And you know that you won't have my phone number. <laughs> so forget it. And, uh, but, uh, you know that uh, we love you, we're praying for you, and asking God to do something very special in your life. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning. We hold the hands of dear friends, of fellow servants. We have been privileged to share your ministry, your church, 
God, we pray as we make this transition, we do so with the understanding that God, that you, as good as this church has been to us, they will be that good to Pastor Dave and Susan. And I pray that you will honor them, and I know that you will, for their goodness and for their, uh, as they follow this, this man of God. I pray, God, that you'll help them during the times that are not so happy, during the times of misunderstanding, those things come. But help them understand that he needs, like we're doing, trust in you. Sometimes we can't figure it out, but we can figure you out, that you love us. And so I pray that this morning, as a ministry, as we make this transition, that you'll just be with them. Now, thank you, Father, for them. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to present the pastor of Sunshine Baptist Church. Be seated, if you would, please. Uh, we, uh, which is uh, a wonderful, be it's been a wonderful week in the sense that, well, as we mentioned, we had those many saved. Today, we're, tonight, this morning as well, uh, we're going to uh, do baptism. And uh, after our baptismal service, uh, I've been trying to figure out uh, my limited ability on the Internet is I asked my son or my daughter. <laughs> I don't know how to operate this thing. I found out it's difficult to operate the Internet if you can't turn the computer on. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got to see what I'm thinking about. So, uh, but uh, anyway, but... Uh, so what we're going to write, we're going to have the baptismal services, and then I, I will show. We're going to give you the show you the uh, the, the the transition of uh, the ministry, uh, and so uh, it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, I looked on the internet trying to figure out how what what how can we do this? What uh, what uh, do you use to do this? And uh, I couldn't figure it out, and so I decided to do what I want to do. Does that sound unusual for me? But uh, so we'll uh, we'll do that in just a minute, and uh, and as we get ready to, of course, do the baptismal thing, and it's what a, it's kind of a neat thing for the Lord uh, on this very very special day to allow us to do something that is so significant uh, when it comes to the Scripture. You know, uh, one of the things we work hard on is we want the ministry, uh, if all that we do, uh, we want it to be as close to the Word of God as possible. Uh, you know, it's sometimes you're not careful a tradition. And programs take over a ministry, and uh, and we don't want that to happen here. We want God's word to be in all all ways to be honored and glorified. And the way in which we can do this, of course, is through one of the church ordinances. These folks have, have trusted Christ as personal Savior, and after a person trusts Christ as personal Savior, the very natural thing to do is to follow Lord and believers' baptism. This is what's going on today, and so we are we are very excited about that. And so we're thankful you're here. Charles, you want to say anything? Your last opportunity. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. Yep. Here. Go ahead, sweet. She's going to speak. It may be a while. Oh. Uh, yesterday was um, such a tremendous day. and Talking to my ear. They can hear me. Okay. They can hear me, can't you? No, no? they can't. Huh? Okay. I love talking in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't no. film this. <laughs> I just, uh, you... 
and some of you may not know, but the church gave me a really nice piano keyboard, and uh, they showed a picture. I, they had a picture of it, but I, I was so shocked, and I want you all to know, thank you, thank you, thank you. I didn't, I was so amazed yesterday that I didn't get to properly thank you. That is my stress reliever. I've been without a piano for several years, and I just, I thank you so much. It's just beautiful. Thank you. That it? That's it. Okay. <laughs> okay, you ready back there? Well, I was trying to figure out what to do in reference to a transition, uh, a symbol of transition. Uh, we thought about a Bible or uh, maybe some study book. But what I'd come up with was this, basketball. And <laughs> the, reason I, the, this, the reason that we did this, uh, this is a, I was trying to figure out what would kind of depict what Sunshine's about. And uh, this is called Mission Possible. This was used in London, England. This was used to do a basketball camp. Oh, no need. Yeah, where's Tommy? Oh, there Tom. Yeah, Tommy. And this was used in the Neaton, and it was used to reach. Were you there then, Tom? Okay. So you, I'm telling the truth, aren't I? Okay. This is the basketball that the, we had a bunch of them. This was used there as a, as a tool to reach people for Jesus Christ. And when Pastor Hyde talked about this, and I thought, you know what, I think it'd be good. The tool of transition would be something that we use for evangelism. And what's neat to understand that we can use something as simple as the basketball to reach people for Jesus Christ. On this Mission Possible basketball, there's two names. There's my name on there, and there's, you can actually read both our names. Very unusual. And, but it's on there. But uh, this morning, for 13 years, Anyway, <clears throat> for 13 years, <clears throat> we shared the vision. I'm done. You, are you done? Where are you? He's wet. He's not done. He's wet. Just a minute. Let's, he'll be coming out here and all. And we'll have them up here. And we want you to come by and, and uh, say a word to them. And uh, uh, we've, you know, uh, uh, we're thankful uh, for the 13 years we served together. Uh, we, all those years, had a very similar vision. And uh, and now the vision is his, and uh, we are we are we're sensitive. Yeah, come in, and uh, be sure to come by uh, and say worth them. We're we're going to be in the back, and so as you guys leave and all, uh, we'll be glad. To, oh, okay. Oh, that's right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty cruel. <laughs> That's tough. Well, maybe you are. Um,
Today, I want to read this, uh, my first official act as pastor, after the ball's been passed, <laughs> is to present this. Pastor Emeritus, presented to William K. Bales, May 28, 2017, in recognition of your 21, service, 21 years of faithful service to Sunshine Baptist Church, we bestow the honorary title of Pastor Emeritus. And uh, would you please come get this? And that means I can call you yeah. anytime I want. <laughs> I don't read that anywhere. <laughs> it's in the invisible ink. The other part of you say. I love you. have everyone stand. Brother Tom Wallace, would you please come and pray? What he didn't say is that time in Nuneaton, we had a lot of young people with us and uh, some older folks, and uh, we worked really hard. We did three basketball camps a day in public parks. Uh, we gave the gospel after every session. I believe there's 30 kids or so that received Christ as their Savior that, during that time. It's possible, and we're going to keep on a mission possible. Brother Tom, would you please dismiss us this morning? Father, it's been an honor to be uh, a witness to this uh, transition for this great church. And uh, Lord, it's a bittersweet moment. And I know, Lord, that um, like as in all transitions, that there um, sometimes is a bumpy transition. But in this case, Lord, um, with the uh, unity that's been in the leadership of this church for so long, I can't help but have uh, great anticipation of the future days ahead uh, for Sunshine Baptist. We ask your blessing upon uh, Brother Dale and Cynthia as they uh, take up the mantle and that you would bless them we pray for uh, Pastor Bales and Charlotte as they um, uh, seek this uh, transition into their, a new chapter of their lives. We pray blessings upon them and their family. And we pray, God, uh, that your blessing would, be con would continue to fall upon this ministry. And may it have many great years ahead of souls being saved and people uh, being uh, drawn to you. And so, Lord, we close this service and uh, this uh, ceremony as the message had uh, reminded us that you are in control and we submit ourselves in obedience to you for your control in our lives in all matters. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs> 